If you have taken 10th grade religion first semester, just the first semester, then you have covered, maybe for the first time or second or third, the history of the divided kingdom, the kings of Israel and the kings of Judah. In the past few years, we've heard that same history covered once a month in the chapels done by retired professor David Law. Admittedly, in the passing of time, our knowledge of who these kings were, like wicked King Ahab, who sold himself to do evil in the sight of the Lord, or faithful King Hezekiah, who relied on God's power and help to withstand the powerful Assyrian army. Our knowledge of who these men were and what they did will tend to fade, especially if we don't review. I'll hazard a guess that the two books of Kings and the two books of Chronicles are not your top four in the list of Bible book favorites. Well, today I invite you to buck that trend and let's take to heart what the New Testament has to say about this Old Testament history, these Old Testament examples, God's encouragement to us in Romans 15, verse 4, for whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we through the patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Yes, that Old Testament written some thousands of years ago is also for us in 2020. The question I want to put before you is, what's the best thing that we can learn from the Old Testament examples, particularly the kings of Judah. It's not going to be the details of who they were or the good thing that they did as an, an example to follow or the bad thing that they did as an example to avoid, as important as all of that is. Rather, let's identify patterns. Patterns that repeat in their lives and the lives of all believers. We'll focus on three. First of all, in the pattern of the king leading God's people, we all can learn something about Christian leadership, Christian responsibility. Certainly God has changed the setup in these New Testament times, but his expectations are the same. Right now, at this school, you students are getting prepared potentially for some kind of leadership as God will determine for you. Maybe in the main, it's going to be your role as a parent leading your child in the ways of God in your Christian home. Or could it be as the teacher of other people's children in a day school or Sunday school setting? Or could it be as a future pastor or some other leader in the congregation? Regardless of the kind of leadership God has in mind for you one day or, or even now, 
He expects all of us to be 100% loyal to him every day, in every circumstance. That means that we submit to his will in all things and obey his word in every aspect. That also means that we set a good example to the people around us so that even with our actions, they can see what it looks like to follow God and be a disciple of Christ. Now, with all of these expectations, there is also a very high, holy standard of measurement, which goes way beyond the grading system that we use in this school. With God, there is judgment upon all, you and me included. God will measure, as he did with those Old Testament kings, what we do, either as right in his eyes or as wrong. This brings us to a very hard confrontation with a second pattern, the pattern of human weakness, human sin. Invariably, we come up short and sin against our God. Even with the standout kings like Hezekiah, they battled against themselves, their human nature, their pride, their stubbornness, their misplaced loyalties. And that's when you see God sending his prophet to call them out, to show them the error of their ways. They needed to repent. They needed God's forgiveness. They needed the Savior. And so do we. That brings us to the third and best pattern, God's grace at work. When the king of Judah failed, God's covenant with David did not. The promise of the Savior would stay on track. The sins of these men would not derail it. When the king of Judah failed, it became obvious that he was not the one. No Jewish king would do or could be what only Jesus would be, the all-conquering Lord over our enemies. He pushed back single-handedly and stomped down sin, death, hell, Satan, and you get the victory. Part of that victory means that he leads us into the kind of kingdom where we get to be more than subjects. We, as several New Testament verses point out, have the status of ruling one day in glory with Christ. This pattern of grace contained and revealed in the prophecies fulfilled in the promises kept are a big part of what the text refers to by the words the patience and comfort of the scriptures. Both Old and New Testaments are God's way of giving us hope, expectation based on promise our hope is placed in the King of Kings, David's greater son, his Lord, and ours too, our Emmanuel, Christ Jesus. We sing our praise to this King of Kings, the King of us, in hymn 59. We'll sing stanzas one and six, one and six of hymn 59. 